Hello and welcome to Two Vegan Idiots. Uh, Carl Donnelly here. Um, uh, we forgot to record an intro when Julian was here. He's literally just left the, the house, uh, so I'm doing it quickly. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We are joined this week by very funny Russell Hicks. Uh, we had a lovely chat about things like social media, um, being bitter. Not he's been bitter. We're talking about like you sometimes meet comedians who are. Um, and we answered a bunch of questions it was very fun, very interesting chatting to him. And um, I don't know why I'm whispering. I'm in my house, my own house, and all the doors are shut. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Enjoy it. Speak to you next time. Thank you. Bye. Two vegan idiots. And we are off. Welcome right. back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean over here. Russell Hicks over here. Yeah. Over there. One um, carnivorous idiot. We've quickly, we sort of pre-podcast had some little quick chats about things. We talked to Maria Kondo. Um, basically, we were talking about how, you've ne- have you not been to this flat before then? No, I've never been to your flat, uh, but it is the absolute fortress of solitude that I would want it <laughs> to be. I'm so absolutely satisfied with where you live, because this is exactly where I would want you to. It, it smells of, uh, there's a beautiful it incense, incense in that air? I is probably organically sourced in your garden. Oh, weirdly, I recently heard about um, Palo Santo, which is a very popular incense. It's a, it's a wood, it's off a tree, naturally scented tree wood. Burn it, gives off a lovely scent. Actually, though, so many Western hippies are on the Palo Santo train now that they've actually started to like ruin the... You know, they're, they're just sort of, forest fires. Well, yeah, well, no, it's just the opposite. They're, they're basically over <coughs> sort of farming Palo Santo and it's running out. So we need, to, we need to, we need to stop buying it is what oh, I'm trying to say. Right. You know what your I'll flat looks it. like, man, is like, um, you know, like in a movie when they want to show like a, they'll have like a teenage character and their room is always like so it's so obviously not what you would normally decorate it's like it's this is done by a set designer you know like in a movie they'll be like he's just a teenage kid and i'm like your room is incredible you have like all these posters like 80s movies were the worst he'd have like a wax figure of like elvis (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no kid had that few of us this is like professionally decorated by a set designer (laughs) this flat is like that though yeah it's a bit it's got a bit of that i mean it was designed by interior designers. What well, the, the layout was, yeah, and then sort of, and then me and Benny. When I moved in with Benny first, like you know, that would have been over seven years ago. Mm-hmm. It was it was still pretty much a, a bit of a lads pad, you know. It was very minimal, but then there was nothing like the just there was porn no, calendars. Yeah, yeah there's just loads of you know, <laughs> page yeah, three, page threes like, on the wall. But like, no, there remember was, like when you get your like uh, I remember like I don't know if they still do this because I haven't had a car in years. But remember when you would like take your car to get like repaired i remember in america oh yeah mechanics and like i was and you'd walk in and they'd just be like oh god like what are you just always just be like, tits on a wall horrible yeah, yeah, like yeah. like <laughs> like really sometimes like i mean hardcore i used to take it to this one it was like hardcore porn was <laughs> i always like, used to try and borrow like, them what are you guys doing in here man? yeah like, also no the car's never ready why, you get that issue but no but why why would that be why imagine putting that up in a workplace I know. yeah so I imagine you were going on stage just before you went on stage. You <laughs> just, just put, put a, a poster porn, up. Porn on the <laughs> Kelly wall. Kelly Brook. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, but no, I mean, there wasn't this wasn't laddie, but it was very bare. There was nothing really homely. It was just like Benny kept it minimal, and I was the one who started adding plants. And over the years, I got Benny to accept the plants and make it a bit more hippie-ish. Yeah, and it's... refused to. Me and him had this sort of cool little hippie bachelory pad. 
and then Benny started moving on to the sort of spiritual path mm. and it coincided with me and Hannah getting together and then she moved in just as Benny was pretty much moving off. Okay, so, so he a, kept it minimal. Yeah, he, well, he sort of was always, that's his instinct, but mine is minimal but with loads of plants Stuff. and hippie things. Yeah, I really like it. Oh, especially is there, I, This is like a thing I'm getting into. I like the wall thing with the, uh, oh, the, the pot The pot lids. lids. That's great. That's a, that's a new addition. That, that's only been up in the last. I was six looking for a, 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 something to hang on the wall like that. I don't know what if this happens to you guys, but like I, I'm I'm I, I get just get into things like I get and like that Marie Kondo thing came out and I was like it was literally right at the moment that I thought yeah my, my this is there's too much clutter in my I gotta yeah. sort this out and then I I got way into it and my girlfriend was kind of making fun of me for it but I was like well. No, this is like completely. Do you do the sock drawer thing where you roll them yeah. up? I, be, I roll I'm my t-shirts now. It's yeah. really good. It's, it's, a, it's a really good Dude, space, is space saving. Like, I haven't had a mess idea. in my flat for like eight months since I've done it because it's great. Well, hers, anything in hers is, is all messed up because my girlfriend won't do it. But like, right. it's fine. But you know, Mary says you know you, you shouldn't criticize other people for being messy unless they're being messy. No, don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't get on them for That's it. It's a zen. It's a zen. That's way, impossible. I mean, I live on my own now, so it's nice. Yeah. How messy is your place? It's tidy. Everything's kind of OCD, parallel with each other. Yeah. But, um, in yeah. a good way or in a sort of serial killer way? I, yeah, in a bit, bit American psycho. <laughs> I'll be doing like sit-ups every day as well. <laughs> <laughs> Listening in the room. to uh, Invisible Touch Don't by Genesis. Don't just look at it, mm. eat it. Have you, read, have you read American Psycho? I haven't read it, but uh, the film has been sitting in my queue for months. It was based on Tom Cruise, that the, character, the, apparently. Do you know what, what I, I have From done? Kristen Bale's point of view. Uh, yeah. that's oh, funny. for sure. I mean, yeah, he, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. That does make perfect sense. I didn't know that. <laughs> I've glanced at... Uh, I'm a bit squeamish, so really, with the book. I like Brad Easton Ellis as, heavy, a, as dark, an essay. Though, Dude, I struggled so with the book. I've read, like, parts of... Like, every time it, uh, I'm in a bookstore and it's there, I'll, like open it and yeah yeah yeah. Oh, man dude even some of the stuff I've, i'm just like there is stuff seared in my mind from just glancing at the violent <laughs> yeah, parts yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, disgusting yeah. and it's, that will never leave the film's that's one not of the two, too bad no the it? film's actually film is like kind of a comedy yeah, yeah it is but yeah the books the, the one of them rare books where I, I it took me so long to get it up and running like i'd start it and after about 10 pages i was like i'm not feeling this at all and then i'd start and i'd stop and i finally just powered through but the film's really fun I'd say actually, I saw. I think I prefer the films to the books. Yeah, that's what I heard. Which yeah. is a rare thing. Which I it? think I'm finally going to watch it. Yeah, but I was saying, you know, I get like into stuff. So like the thing I'm into now, like I got massively into decorating the flat, making it look nice. Because yeah. I looked around. Because I think you focus on one thing, and then you realize you let other things go. So I kind of like just suddenly went, oh yeah, like my my flat's very bare. There's nothing yeah, yeah, going yeah, on yeah, yeah. So then I started adding, but now it's become this complete middle-aged like i am genuinely so i would have never noticed those pots before and now i'm just like that is great and you know what this is genuinely some a friend bought us that pot uh lid holder for anyone listening uh it's um it's got any actual pots no 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 but because obviously we've got like a cupboard under there is full of the pots right lids going in there always just caused shit whenever you'd pull a pot out a lid would fall yes. over and it's actually pain in the arse yeah whereas that just on the wall just having your lids ready to go it's, it's perfect you know what's funny about me and you though is like the whole like because the, the zen spiritual thing is that like i think i'm similar to you in the sense that pulling the lids out and having it be a, a mess 
I don't know, we're so sensitive that that causes us, actu- that actually disrupts yeah. us enough that we had to sort it out. I feel like oh, definitely. most people would be like, ah, the, the lids. But I'd we're totally. just like, ah, it, like it, it hurt us so deeply yeah. we had well, to it's not, it's, Yeah, I think it was always just a little bugbear. But I think there is that thing of, it doesn't bother me so much. I can live with it, but I don't think, I think if there's a solution, you should solve it. That's sort yeah. of my way of thinking. It's, you know, I like to have balance and order. Which sounds sort of OCD, I suppose, but mm. I think it's more just if there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Yeah, check out the beat while my DJ revolves it. Ice, ice, baby. That's the word solution. That it it turns out it was actually that was a Zen. I don't care where uh, he got the beat. The man's a poet. <laughs> man's a straight up poet, man. So, but you so see, yours is proper clean OCD. Yeah, sit up. So we've got a chin up bar. I, I can't really have one there. I've got a chin up bar, but I can't put it Because you can't do. It. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do fifty. Um, yeah, I want to get one though. Yeah, I'm yeah. moving rooms to the bigger room at the front, overlooking the heath. That's right? nice. You I'm look good. clean, like the haircut. I'm f- you have a nice. I'm I noticed nice. people's haircuts now. You I had a ha- I noticed yours. Actually. I did. I got a haircut. I thought because I was it was like really shaggy, and I just thought. But this is like weird. I feel. I thought I wouldn't feel as funny on stage when you get your haircut. It's too oh. tight. When it was me. like shaggy, I was like, yeah, I had this like energy, and yeah, then I was like, yeah. I can't. Like sometimes I see guys on stage, they got like a real nice haircut Thanks, or like i see guys in the audience that's the thing I, I notice the audience a lot like when they're coming especially like a place we played recently yeah yeah yeah. it's like my window into mainstream culture when we play like a mainstream club yeah yeah and you just start to notice like god everyone's getting these like re- like fucking tight modern level like haircuts oh, yeah, yeah. yours is great but i'm saying some of these guys like this i'm like dude do you get that What's going on there? How much is that? And, well, it's and also that sort of weird Mad Men haircut yeah, that I came can't. in about 10 years. Well, after Mad Men sort of really got massive. Like the Peaky Blinders thing. The now. Peaky Blinders is big. The I'm sort of those. shaved yeah. line. I'm like, dude, I can't go on with that. No, not at all. Maybe I look good in one of those. Yeah. You can't go on stage in that. No. That's what I, when I used to have the big hair and glasses, I, yeah, I, I was so scared to get rid of them because I was like, I'm not going to look funny. I looked funny. I'd get a laugh when I said hello. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's such a crutch to have to totally. be able to get a laugh at the top of your set without even saying anything how come you don't mind? oh you've got your laser got yeah. laser oh yeah so i basically just got rid of everything i had to sort of go start again which was actually that was the fun thing was when i just committed to it and just shaved my head and got have laser eye surgery yeah. yeah it made it it meant i couldn't rely on an opening joke it meant i just had to go on and just oh yeah because you were actually like relying on it well, yeah oh. definitely and then suddenly i now have to go on and I don't, i've never since written an opening joke i've just always gone on and gone started on. wherever yeah. i want to start which i think is good i think it's a good exercise to do yeah you, obviously you like if anyone hasn't seen you there you you that's your sort of thing isn't it mm. you know you go on and just play the room ah yeah i would love to have an opening joke though but what, what, what have you always done that have you always just gone on and just not in the first like two years i think the good the thing that i like is that i know it developed genuine 100 organically which is not the phrase I'm using because of them around you, is because I didn't know you could do that. I wasn't that like, uh, I knew comedy, like I was listening to a lot of albums, but I hadn't gone to live a lot. So I didn't really know yeah. that was a thing. Wait, and where did you start? San Diego. Was Because I, when I went to LA last year and I did a few gigs, yeah. like no one chats to the crowd there. So is there a? I know. Mm. I think there is. I don't know if there's more of a culture here of chatting. Even like the, the host, obviously here. I naturally think it's probably where you were because right. if you're, I don't even think when I would play gigs in the east of LA, I wouldn't really chat to the crowd. I kind of noticed that like it's a, it's it's interesting when you play like a, let's just like an alt room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm less inclined to sort of like 
for lack of a better term, pick on them. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know why. It's almost like there's no targets in the room because I feel like the people I end up going after, yeah, without even trying to calibrate it in my mind, they tend to be the more uh, sort of like. Um, Extroverted. Well, the ones that want to get it's involved. the dude with the Peaky Blinders haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I won't even who sat at the front. See, I'm gonna sit. I won't even mate. like pick him out. Like, some people will say to me sometimes, they go, "Oh, you picked the right people." It's like because I learned a long time ago that for some reason, when I go into a room, it's like my people. They don't stand out to me, but the people that pop up are yeah, like yeah. the the people that I sort of. It's not like I'm malicious to them yeah, or anything, yeah. but I don't know why. It's like we're like sensitive to like someone with too much confidence and yeah. we have to like take them down. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, then I ironically, think, but I think that's because normally there is that like normally they can I take often, it as well. They look but that's like the thing: if you do it, it yeah. right, if you do it properly, they actually enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Because with the Peaky Blinders guy, for example, I would just say something about how he looks like this gangster and blah 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 blah, and it's yeah. like he kind of likes that. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what he's going. But for. then everyone else yes. is like, yeah, and you're also making fun of him. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. It works for that. everyone, I suppose. Yeah, there is that because you know he. Yeah, those are the people. You know, sometimes you get to a gig. If you know, if you're doubling up a gig and you come from one, you get to another, mm. and you say, "Is there anyone I should like avoid?" They're the people that you always yeah, go. Yeah. There's this peaky blinders prick in the mm-hmm. front who wants to get involved. But yeah, I feel like the... But the, your instinct is... Yeah, I just... Like, you you never say who do I avoid. Yeah, 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 just, you know. But like, uh, I think... Yeah, when I... Like, East Los Angeles, like, where, you know, the... the uh, yeah, writing was a big uh, thing. Maybe sometimes you get derision from all over, like, really, with that kind of style. Uh, but I, to me, it was like... It just depends on how you do it, man. Yeah. There's, it's, like, it's like there's good joke... Like, people say, like, oh, like, any style of comedy, people try to to slate it and i'm like name any style of comedy and i can probably name someone who does it quality oh totally you yeah. know what i mean Absolutely. ventriloquism even like it's like there there yeah. is quality yeah. like yeah. uh what's her name um nina conti great there yeah. you go Absolutely. so that's yeah. like an example of doing yeah, that yeah, yeah. to it to and in terms of banter degree. we've got the best in the business <laughs> the best <laughs> have you ever watched julian chat to the crowd no but i love watching people <laughs> chat. Do it, do it. when we did that show i mean was it in colchester and uh, I'd challenge you to go oh, out yeah. and do five minutes of banter at the top. I took it out was so funny. with no material. Um, I have been doing it, though. I've been going to Betsy Trotwood and getting up with no material. How's it going? It's liberating, man. Yeah. Is how- it really difficult? Is it like, because if I had to do what you It's since I've relied on jokes since the beginning and then getting up, it's like, fuck. Yeah. But really, but it doesn't really matter in there. There's just sort of like 12 yeah. people. But I've been trying to do what you do, which is, uh, which is like my opinion some of the best jokes on the circuit like i love your jokes but like um you've got to write them first mm. which is the part yeah. i'm having trouble with. that's what i'd be more scared because i just i tend to do longer bits yeah but if i'd be scared i'd be more way more scared of doing like the short one-linery type sounding yeah guys. you can because hide it, behind them though no but, but, you, you, know, but, you, no, can, but for me you can't them. yeah you present them and if it doesn't get a laugh at the end yeah that's your fault it is in like if a you're story. doing a story you can always change no tack. you can yeah. just yeah. kind of pretend you're not at the punchline it's like, very you know, evident when they don't work yeah it's well, like, that's it when i tell a story it's awkward because you're then you just change the subject yeah yeah it's mental like that's what i'm so scared of sometimes they see what you tried to do as well that's worse and they sort of go oh yeah Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Especially if it's offensive or like darker, you know, yeah, like, and it I, doesn't work. I won't name him. I won't now. I won't name him. But I was, go I, on. I was. I, 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 I'll I, name I was him standing later. next to an act uh, at a comedy club recently, and he did. He does that thing that I think I, I see quite a few comedians do, like that, where they're sort of working it out rather than just enjoying it. 
I think I'm quite a good audience member. I just laugh. If I'm watching a com- comedian, I just laugh. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sitting there trying to work out what they're doing. And uh, this, like, there was a very funny comedian on stage. She was like, great. She was ripping it. And then at the end of each bit, I'd laugh. And the comedian next to me would just go, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. At the end of each bit, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the only way they could respond ha- to. Comedy. We have a response already for funny stuff. It's yeah. laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've actually cracked this one. We all mate. agreed on that one. But that's fine. That really that annoyed me. That, yeah. that, that, he, that he's got to this point where he's almost can't watch comedy anymore. That he's just too hilarious. busy being I think a comedian. That's a bitterness thing, man. It's 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 like a pride thing or something. It's like because I bet you that guy was an older comic, wasn't he? Uh, a longer in the game. Not really. I'd say not. I wouldn't say he's younger than. Me. Me or older yeah, than me. Not to be like ageist or anything, but I just feel like it, there's like a. I know you people mean, have to like that, break, that, They that can't. Would, they have to go like, okay, I'll give you that one, rather than just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that guy is. Yeah, it's like I, my favorite thing is it happens now and again. You know, if you're like the comedy store or something, and or, like, you know, one of them gigs where sort of it's still a lot of the old guard, of sort of reign yeah. supreme, sort of thing. Yeah. And there's um because I've, I've I sort of I've been doing the comedy store for a long time. You know, I got in quite early. <laughs> So I've sort of, I sort of now with all the sort of old boys, yeah. they like me. I'm one of them sort of thing. Right. So when there's a new sort of really newer person coming through, they're always comfortable enough with me to sort of fill me out to see if I'm going to be like them or if I'm with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. There was a really good act on, very like newish, you know, probably been around about five years. Start currently starting to sort of, you know, really rock it. And um, and she was on stage, and I won't again. I won't name her, but there was an act next to me, proper, been doing it for thirty years. Just lent in and tried to sort of go like, you heard of the, you heard of this one? And yeah. I was like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just um, she had a great Edinburgh, and yeah, that's it. I saw her show; it was great. And you could see they were sort of like, fuck. They, yeah, they really yeah. wanted me to go. Oh yeah, fucking shit, mate. Just <laughs> right. get, fucking rushing her through. It's just, it's just bitter, though, isn't it? It is. It's that's it's insecurity, isn't it? They can feel the, sort of the pool is getting bigger, and their sort of standing is getting smaller. Ooh. As is yeah, everyone. Everyone. Every, that's happening to all of us. They, like, it's not just them, but you I think know what, most though, people deal with like, it better. But they they insulated themselves. You know, they. I don't get that gang mentality. I don't understand that. Like, but no, but it's, it's not. It's, like, it's only now and again, and only a few people that sort of you can feel it come out of. There's a lot of them. Like you talk to people like Jeff Innocent and that, who's just always been good, and like he's part of that sort of world who who had the glory days of the nineties. Mm. But he's super cool. He loves it. Like he's really yeah, he's cool. open and friendly to newer mm. acts. And yeah, I think there's a sort of. I know I've heard some stories from sort of younger acts who just have, you know had really sort of quite horrible. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is like I've never understood the that. older generation. I've never understood that mentality. Like no. I remember when I first started going over there, it was like, and I've had this with other places, like in different parts of the world, where it's like, as soon as the attitude is like, "We'll see if you get in here," I'm like, "I'll save you the time. I'm gonna leave. I don't yeah, right. Fucking, <laughs> I don't. I hate that shit, and I don't like being part of clubs like that. But it's, it's not the club though. That's just that's no. The, I mean the clicks or yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. the yeah, yeah. Like, what is that? I I think we come from a a sensibility. I don't even know if it's a generational thing. Of like, y- you're an outsider, and so you're sensitive to someone who's on the outside. So like a new. Whereas like yeah, yeah, yeah. some some this uh, this other thing is like um it's like high school. It's like uh mm. no we're cool and we'll see if you're allowed into the Jets. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> what like yeah yeah that's I don't know. Yeah, I just I find, always find it quite interesting having a sort of late night beer with a sort of a, a proper bitter old oh, man. Oh boy, yeah, it's quite hard work. But that's what we were it saying. Is. Some people don't like the journey, the, the the life of being a comic. But I've 
been in car journeys or or weekends away with guys like that in a in a town by yourself and I still get something out of that. It's quite well, an interesting is, experience. Absolutely. Like, um, I, yeah, for basically, we were talking about this before we started recording about, we're talking about Benny, who, you know, is no longer a comedian. He's gone off and lived in a <clears> monastery. And he, he, you said you always thought he loved doing stand up. He looked like he enjoyed it. He, he, I think he loved doing comedy. He loved um, performing and writing and all that. But he always, he never, ever enjoyed the. I've got to go to Liverpool for a weekend. I've got to go to Nottingham for a night. You know, I've got to go to just... He never liked that just constantly on Which the Which I find interesting, given that the man has now gone on a spiritual pilgrimage. Mm. Because I, I find that the journeying around the world and stuff like that, it's broadening my horizons. I don't know, maybe you get tired. I mean, yeah. look, I've been to like almost every place in this country 10 times, so you get bored of it, but... I don't know. It's. Uh, I suppose it's that thing for him. That's why he's ended up in a monastery. I think he yeah. needed just total stillness and, like, you know, somewhere mm. he could just do the mental stuff that he wanted to do. Mental, I mean, in mind. Terms. Yeah. It's not mental, was it? Yeah. Mental. Mental. <laughs> no, I mean, he wanted <laughs> to just get into what's feces. going on inside him. And, yeah. yeah. You know, that's. Um, I think he needed some. You can't. And I, I think I've got a mate who is uh, currently living in a monastery in Wales. And um, I've got a lot of friends who are in monasteries. <laughs> so, what, don't spend too much time do a with monastery me. in Wales. Um, yeah, but his uh, he. It's was, not the Hereford one, is it? No, no, that's the Vipassana one, isn't yeah. it? No, no, this is just a little. It's almost like a retreat centre, really, where you can just go and just live. But he um, he was saying just like he's into that, but he's not at Benny's extreme levels of wanting to go off up a mountain. But he's, he's, he was back recently for a couple of days, just stayed with me. And he was just saying how, like, you know, when you can, you can feel it in the air when you get back to London, just how much it affects your yeah. general... Not, not just London, he means any no, I knew a city, like town, anywhere you go where there's loads of people, mm-hmm. a lot of movement, cars, all that sort of stuff. He said you can do, he can feel it on him. It's like a sort of... Yeah. It's almost like fog around him. Well, the moment he comes Bruges. back to civilization. I went to Bruges, right? And Bruges is interesting because... I couldn't figure it out for a second. I was like, what is it? And then I realized there's no advertising. There was no advertising really. Really? Not really. Not like in, you know, it was very still. Just like there wasn't, there wasn't billboards. There was no like, and then we were there for like four days and I came back to London and it was just like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like West End. Like think about when you go up the escalator. Oh yeah, You yeah. get advertised 50 different products just coming out of Piccadilly. Like, and not boom, even, boom, and boom. now it's all like, it's now like the future, you know, like Minority Report. When yeah. you're coming up and the thing's following you up the fucking escalator. Like that's happened in such quick time. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember seeing that in films like 20 years ago, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Blade Runner or something. What's that now? 30 years old probably. But, um, yeah, I never thought that would be a real thing that would happen in my lifetime. I thought it was science fiction. Yeah. It's just fucking moving things. But, but yeah, I knew, I, knew, I knew a guy who did like a, a retreat and he meditated eight hours a day and all that. And he was like, yeah, well, as soon as you get back, it's a, it's sensory overload. Yeah, it's horrible. I find it sometimes when I, like I hold, I, after Edinburgh, I really just hold up for a few days. Didn't, you know, I wasn't watching stuff. I was just, you know, just not speaking to people and mm. just being, just here. Just ignoring everyone. And, yeah, well, no, not ignoring, but just not, actively talking to people you know what yeah. I mean and uh, and not just looking at my phone all that sort of stuff and after about three days I had to go into town into Soho and it was brutal like properly yeah. did not enjoy that couple of hour trip yeah. and it shows it's probably it can't be good for you to be constantly no, I think, overwhelmed yeah. I think if you're not aware noise. of the effects of advertising it affects you more than if you are I mean like mm. I'm aware of it and I'll be like oh that yeah 
that's that's having an effect on me i can tell you know you see the same product three or four times and you find yourself going what is that and you go oh there it is they, well, they got i'm me. gonna buy it i was yeah. watching them uh, <laughs> i was watching the man united arsenal match last night on an yeah. american stream on my telly and um and it's so at half time the, the amount of adverts at half time is unreal like sort of you know it's not i like if you watch that on itv here half time is adverts then it'll have like three to four minutes chat adverts three to four minutes chat adverts match yeah it was constant adverts with cut back for 30 seconds of football chat back to adverts so it's like 15 minutes of pure adverts and at one point it, the same advert was on it was on another advert same advert so like twice out of three adverts exactly the same thing like what kind of wow. what's this? It's that's hard. really to buy all the stuff in it while the adverts. I know, <laughs> cost me a fortune. <laughs> Just a fortune. <laughs> Amazon, I eBay. I was bankrupt, mate. Um, well, I don't. I don't really do social media, right? And as far as I can tell, that's had a, an extremely positive effect. I don't think I. I stopped it for any like reason to be like, yes, I'm going to clear my head, but I just find it. For me, it's just like admin. I don't get anything out of it. Per- Maybe some people do. I personally don't find it edifying in any way it's, whatsoever. I don't think it is. I, I mean, I definitely, I'm still on there, you know, but I sort of, I now tend to go on Twitter. Maybe like, I'll try and look at it as little as possible. Yeah. I go on there if I've got a silly joke I want to put on. Sure. Bang. I'll go on there just to check any notifications. And if there's like, you know, gigs come up in this week, so on, we've got Carl Donnelly, mm. just to retweet that. Yeah. But I don't, I've not engaged on there for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've never, just rep- I've never seen a tweet and replied going, fuck yeah, dear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. so false though. Like, and, and everyone I talk to about it, you know, they'll often say to me, they'll be like, Oh, I'm stressed out about it. No, uh, or they'll say like, "Oh, well, you don't go on Twitter, so yeah, you wouldn't know about that." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know yeah, about. That's not a bad I don't thing. know about this totally irrelevant thing you just told me about that has that would do me no good to know about yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. And it's all people get really upset about comedians um, being really braggadocious on it and all that, which I could never do, dude. Even if I had a thing, yeah, I just can't. I don't think there's anything. That you that you could do that you need to tell people if it's good if it's big enough they're gonna find out if you have to tell them it's certainly okay maybe a show because I think we've had this conversation yeah, like if you're trying to, yeah I'm not saying there's not benefits to it that's the thing people always call me on that they go what about this I'm not saying it's the perfect system there's hmm. definitely things by making that choice that you lose out on like yeah I can't promote but I'm willing to take yeah, that because yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah. first of all I just I just even if I was on it like if I was like I'm gonna do it. I don't have the ability to be as diligent with it as everybody else. It's like, yeah, I do, I, I'm I, lazy. I think, yeah, I, I, I try and sort of temper it with that, right? I'll go on and use it for what it's there for, for me. I don't want to ever become, like we were talking about when Ishan, Ishan Akbar was on last episode, like Ishan's always arguing with people on, on there online. Yeah. And he, he, we were talking about it and he said he can't help it. He just sees somebody say some dumb shit and he just dives in. Yeah. Next thing he's got an it's argument. It's to read as a spectator. Well, it? that's the thing. I've, I don't want to read any of that. I don't even want to read. Why, I don't, why would I sit and read two people argue <clears throat> in different parts of the world? Yeah. You know, so it's, it's just fun, but yeah, but it's mental, isn't it? When you actually think of that, I've never argued online. Ever. No, but what what is what are you getting out of what, reading somebody argue? I know it's not healthy. No, there's no there's no positive in that, is there? I can't find a positive. No, but I don't know what it is about people's <laughs> opinions online. They do irritate you. Like my girlfriend will sometimes go, 
she'll because she's on it so she'll read to me what someone said and i'm just like it just ruins me yeah. for 10 minutes sometimes and it is that's the thing if i if i do i do scroll through if I, when i go on to check if i've got notifications or something i'll scroll through for a few minutes and within a few minutes i'm annoyed that i'm even looking at it and yeah it's like yeah i think I, I'd, I'd like to sort of i'd love to be off them but I genuinely, I still am t- locked in that thing of I think I need it currently yeah. for the time being just to share some gig links from time yeah, to time. I, I just wonder if any of that, it, there's such a glut of it now. I remember when I stopped it, like everyone around me panicked and nothing changed. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They're like, what are you going to I didn't stru- suffer for gigs. Nothing. Yeah, Matter yeah, of fact, yeah. the gigs you get through, I don't get any gigs through that. Maybe... I think you can <clears throat> build an audience online. Though, I'm you? sure you can, but I think you have to know yourself, and mm. I know what it takes to do that. And oh, it takes. Like, I know. I know people who have been on social media courses and shit. Yeah, and like that thing of, you know, there's like percentage. They they break Who it down. teaches that? How many um, followers they got? Well, I, I mean, I think they they're sort of people who work yeah. in marketing essentially. Uh-huh. But what they say of like you know the amount of stuff you have to actually do. You know, people that build up massive Instagram for yeah. You know, there's three posts a day, every day. Oh, at least, yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. It's like to build up a I was chatting to somebody about who's like a YouTube fucking whiz. And he was saying that... To, it's they, a full-time job, isn't it? Well, it's got to be. You, got to be, you said you've got to do at least three videos a week. Um, and like, of it used to be they've got to be less than a certain amount of time because attention spans. But as people have moved more of their viewing onto YouTube yeah. away from actual mainstream... Uh, mediums now it's got to be at least eight minutes long and like fucking man i was listening like this is exhausting i know exactly and i think like i don't know a lot of people could disagree with this and sometimes i wonder if this is me being out of touch because like we're told like the new generation is uh go-getters and they do all that and i'm like i still believe there are different sensibilities for different types of people. And what you're telling me is someone who is able to do the analytics and blah, blah, blah. Dude, you should be a stockbroker. Yeah. You're not a stand-up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A comedian yeah. is a fucking... Like, when I talk to you or I talk to you, I'm like, yeah, this guy... Because like, just the way you talk. It's yeah. like, uh, we don't... Like, the idea that I would even have to put three videos in my diary is too much for me. I don't yeah, know what I'm going to do yeah. the rest of the day but today. Also, even like writing a joke, like I go on, whenever, if I think of a dumb joke for Twitter, it's when I think it up, I think oh, I'll go put it yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, there you go. If I had it in my diary, right, oh, put joke week. on Twitter. But yeah, I'll, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck? What, I'm just got meant to think of just a yeah. joke now. But here's what where where I have a lot of, in my head, I think, the, the audience, this is what annoys me, is I'm like, doesn't the audience know when they follow someone who's doing yeah. that, don't they know, don't they feel like they're being given a contrived sort of, they're not being given a genuine experience? I don't know. Like, is that me overthinking it? Because I think you're, you're sort of like... I think that is... Yeah, they're I think used to a, it, though, from TV, and it's no, all contrived. I know, and that's the thing. Yeah, I'm mainstream sure, telling. I'm sure I follow things that do it to me, but it's like, I think that when I'm on stage or something, like, I want to believe it's a more inclusive experience. I don't look at the audience as customers. Yeah. I think once you no. start, once you start victims. looking at people will watch this. <laughs> Potential victims. Potential me too. Once you start getting in that mindset of like, of like, uh, the audience responds to this. It's like, then, then you're in that mindset of a, of of like how Tesco views their yeah, their, their yeah, customers yeah. now. I don't look at people like yeah, that. no, no. Yeah. I do think yeah, there's definitely, but maybe they are. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want it to ever be a maybe science. My, my marketing team's big on that actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, but it's true. I don't want it to be that scientific and 
I, I like that. I still feel like, you know, every time I go on stage, it's fun. That's why yeah. I think, I like to think, hopefully that's why I still enjoy it. Because I'm not analyzing it constantly. But that's the thing about getting a fan base. People are like, you got to get a fan base. And I just think like, fuck that. Yeah, but even that is like, I, did, I, I have a weird thing with that. Like, I'm like, well, who are they? Who are yeah, these yeah. people? Who am I trying to... I, I have this... There are dangers I, as well. You know, there are dangers getting fan bases of like, then feeling like you have to appease them rather than do what you want to do. Mm. I know it sounds, that almost sounds arrogant. It's obviously like... No, I know. But I think if you're... Uh, creator of stuff be it comedy music whatever it's like when you see musicians suddenly get go from like being indie cool rock bands whatever and they had that album that blows up and their next yeah. album is fucking shit because they've almost feel like oh that was the that song off that album was quite poppy that's the one that got us there yeah. let's do a whole album of that and you listen to it you're like oh you're now just writing for those yeah. people that all the millions of people that bought it rather than writing just originally as you was writing for yourself I, th- I think i come from this thing where like it's uncool for the artist to like sort of show appreciation or like their fan base. Like, I don't know if that's like a punk thing. No, because like, before punk, it was like, thank you guys, love you. But punk was all about like, fuck, fuck you. you, cunts. Yeah. What are you and then doing they'd be like, what are you doing and, and the audience is like, yeah, like, we fucking <laughs> we're cunts. Records. So, yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. the sex, but when the sex pistols started becoming lame, it's like in the 90s when they came back and they'd be like, thanks for coming out. I was like, Shut up. <laughs> you remember that Simpsons episode where. I don't know if you remember. This is very niche, but it's in the classic series, like the first nine seasons of Bart. Lisa gets new friends, and Bart wants to impress those friends. Yeah. And he comes out and does all these awesome skateboard tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then those people just stare at him and go, that kid tries too hard, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think that is my whole vibe. It's yeah. like, there's something about... So when I look at the audience who's like, yeah, I follow this guy on Instagram, I'm like, yeah, but don't you... Doesn't it sort of taint it that he's like, so really trying and working and hard. trying but, for you but at the same time there's definitely a difference between somebody who's pandering and somebody who just genuinely likes yeah i'm not audience. i'm not against effort it's just that once it becomes that sort of i don't know i feel like ideally i think a fan base great i don't have to go get them but if you want to show up <laughs> if you want to show up great because then i, I won't that works, no, because okay. then i won't feel beholden to keeping you yeah 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 and yeah. then if you leave fine like yeah, but I, feel I mean, like once you get that, them, then you got to keep them. And who yeah. are they? Well, that would be the the dream scenario: is that people don't feel so locked down to like. Right, that's the thing I like now. I'm gonna like that forever. You know, the things should change. Yeah, yeah. You should. So that's, I think that's what people are so tied into their likes and like. You know, their that's the whole thing of sort of. <laughs> Like having an, having an, an identity, isn't yeah. it? Is and no, that's not. This isn't some sort of fucking. I'm not suddenly going to go like identity politics is fucking real. <laughs> I just mean I, I don't mean identity politics. I mean identity as a thing. As some people are locked down to like you know being. I've like, I'm never. I'm not somebody really. I've, I've had I've had a couple of band t-shirts over the years, and normally it's a band I quite like, and it's more I like the t-shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never felt like right. This is my badge yeah. of honor i love this thing i've never felt that attached to any opinion or any mm. love i've had of a thing but i think in its essence as well doing the whole i'm on twitter all day and everything you're trying to be famous that's yeah. not healthy so you're like and also people think that fame is an algorithm it's not i yeah. really don't i think like you look at people and go oh he did that that's all you got to do i still think it's getting struck by also even mm. like having an opinion online is you're openly saying i think my opinion is oh i'm valid i'm here today. it's not yeah. only valid but sh- the whole world should theoretically hear this which yeah. is mental and yeah. i know you could level the fact that we're recording our voices here yeah but 
I, I, I don't have anything I've said. I genuinely don't uh, have put too much weight on. <laughs> if people, and if people listen and enjoy it, yeah, I'm going to put it online. But I don't genuinely sort of. I think there is. I, I, I try not. I never try and say anything too strongly opinionated because I don't no, think I, I have think, anything too strongly. But I think that that's I because you're it. verbalizing it. I think that podcasting actually is different than like Twitter or something like that. Well, There's something not, about. Yeah verbalizing it it's more in the moment and so therefore you're a little more careful whereas i i feel like if you just write it down you'll that's why 90 percent of the time you're either horrified by a tweet or it's not really you because it's it's um it's there's more separation whereas i'm talking straight to you and i'm also kind of talking to (laughs) that computer i guess i'm talking to (laughs) i feel like i'm addressing some people even if they're not in the room right now yeah and so it's making me be more uh truthful in what i'm i suppose yeah it's a conversation people it's it's much more investment if somebody listens to this they've invested a bit of their time it's not just i think that's my thank you for that yeah thank you but um i don't like that's what i don't like about um (laughs) social media is all about quick engagement there's no actual communication is there it's not real communication to write 140k or whatever it's i think twitter's gone up in it i forget (laughs) isn't it now more letters i think it's 140 isn't it didn't it? Wasn't it? Didn't it used to be one forty? And then it went longer. Anyway, although some people who are writers, you probably enjoy. Because I wonder if that's not we're more comfortable. Like we were talking well, about being on stage, we like to talk yeah, and do yeah, stories. I prefer yeah. Instagram actually. Mm. Even taking a photo of a tweet and putting it on Instagram is better. Yeah. <laughs> it even sounds mad though. Didn't <laughs> yeah. Just saying that, no, no. that sentence out loud. Did a really good tweet today, and then screenshot it and put it's it. It's good on to connect with people. I quite like Instagram, but I like connecting with people. But in some longer form, that is genuinely it. That's what I struggle with. Yeah. It, that's why I never sort of. I've engage. never done a Facebook update in history ever once. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have. I, I may have once. But yeah, I'm definitely. I don't. I, I don't. I did that cheating thing of linking things to Facebook, so I don't have to go on there. So if yeah, I yeah. if I if I, I did sh- that, if I post they, a gig on Twitter, it goes on Facebook. Yeah. And people think I've been on Facebook, but I have. But like they'll they'll people the people the marketing people will talk to you. They'll say that's not good. Oh God! They say you should do different content for each one. Fuck off! I'm like, because there's man. different types of people on each one. Um, it's just it makes you look. I don't know. Like it'll it'll make people follow you on all of them, or you know, out of who cares? That's fuck it off. It's so boring to me. Um, but I would totally outsource it. That's the weird thing. Is like if I was oh man, if I was rich, I'd definitely have somebody. I'd pay someone. Uh, a lot of people shit. do, don't they? That's, that'd be, they that, do, that would but be fine. Be then it happens, but I don't have to actually engage. It's with it. weird. Like if I can separate myself from it, and then and then I, that made me start thinking about like presidents and war. I'm yeah, like, that's why. That's why it's easy to go. Go kill that guy. Yeah, yeah. the moral. Yeah, you just that moral totally separation. Separated. Yeah. Oh god. Anyway, um, should uh, let's do some. We got some questions on the group. We should start getting through them because otherwise, I fucking hours to realize how long we've talked for. Um, Matt, is that Akehurst? A K A K E H U R S T. Akehurst. Akehurst or Akehurst? Let us know, Matt. Send it in. Um, how do you, was it phonetically? Phonetically. Yeah. Uh, Which begins said, with P. Weirdly. He says. Uh, <laughs> Get it on Twitter, mate. Get the joke on Where's Twitter. Where's my phone? Uh, put it on all the scheduled platforms. for three p.m. today. Screenshot it. Put it on Instagram. Uh, should non-dairy milk be called milk? Seems to be getting people worked up here in New Zealand. Welcome from New Zealand, Matt. Uh, apparently, yeah. There's people. A lot of people have that issue. People go. Depends how you define milk. Um, yeah, you I, can milk something. Yeah, you can have a milk-like thing. It doesn't mean 
I don't. Um, should it be? Get should non-dairy breath. milk be called milk? Um, I, I suppose. I don't. It doesn't matter. This is a, first of all, anyone who gets matters. upset about that, yeah, but but is it's mad. It's meant to. But, but I don't think people it. are. Huh? This is another internet. This is another social. I don't think people are angry. <laughs> I mean, real life. I think on the internet, yeah, you're right. It appears they're mad. I don't think yeah, anyone yeah, yeah. is actually walking around. Oh, what's the matter, yeah. Dave? No one's People in Tesco. People are way more reasonable offline. Yeah. That's what. That's true. No one, yeah, no one in Tesco no one is, is picking mad. up almond milk, going no. up to the counter and going, this is not what, milk. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. happened was the news saw some people angry on Twitter and then the news did a story about it and everyone goes, oh, it's everyone's all kicking off. Slow news. Yeah. But that's what I mean. I'm not on this shit. So like my girlfriend will say, or someone will say, you can totally tell I hang out with no one, but my girlfriend, it's like she's my only reference. Yeah. But I... You know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, what do you think about that? I'm like, I, what are you talking about? Yeah. Because I, I, in my life, I walk down the street in Acton. That's not like, shit, fucking milk flying out of the... <laughs> yeah. Some dude running out, breaking well, bottles. Like kids. It's, even, it's even like the Brexit... Milk means milk. Yeah. If you turn on the news at the minute, you know, parliaments at each other's throats. You've got sort of... They're interviewing people around the country. And it's only ever like, they interview three people in any given news segment. Yeah. And it, obviously, they found people who've got a strong opinion. You actually walk around. I've not. You won't talk about Brexit no. for f- a, a week with anyone. Yeah, and it's just suddenly it's this thing. It is that you know it, online? Most people were just like, oh, I don't care. I couldn't give. I a don't fuck, care. Man. And then yeah. the hundredth one's got an opinion. Yeah, it's amazing. And that thing of like you know, and with vegan stuff, it's always some contrarian like Piers Morgan would be on Good Morning Britain in the morning, mm. and he'll say. You know, or they're calling it bloody... I suppose I can call anything milk now. What, can piss in a bottle and call it milk? Right. And then... If you pe- want. Pe- yeah, I mean, you can actually call it... Yeah, call it Piers milk if you want, mate. <laughs> Man I milk. A, I tend to... Yeah, it's so funny. It's that it yeah. is totally people online. Again, it's that thing of trying to... Or having a little opinion that they want to Well, get it's like traction. how predominantly white areas voted for Brexit yeah. because of immigration. And it's like... If in your daily life, when when like there are no minorities in your town, yeah. you know, you've been to these areas. You're like, so what? Well, there's three in the when, cupboard, actually. and they're trying to keep it that way. Yeah, but I, <laughs> that's their thing. But I'm like, you did. I don't. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's their their deal. Um, yeah, I mean that. It's I don't know. It's just nonsense, isn't it? I've got I've got sick of reading about Brexit or watching anything about it. Yeah, I couldn't. I genuinely have got to a point where I can't. I don't actually care what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing they've managed to like and he, turn on the news it's, that's all they talk about yeah they've managed to cause me to be apathetic about what is supposedly the biggest <coughs> the world constitutional ending, crisis yeah. in our country in 50 years and I they've managed to make me not give a fuck um, Derek Hill says when have you been most out of your comfort zone it's actually quite mm. a good question it's quite a big question actually. I said that with a sort of Alan Partridge style <laughs> flippancy but actually, most out I mean, for me, Which I would say what? ayahuasca. Yeah, fuck. There was parts of ayahuasca that was where very uncomfortable. Was um, long gone, mate. I was like, "What the fuck did I do this for?" <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I can't handle that kind of. I, I I love that stuff in theory. Yeah, but I never had the brain for it. Like I remember, like guys who could do. I remember, like when I was in high school, there was these. And I feel like everyone had that one guy who did acid like 50 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just don't now think he's he sectioned that though. Smart. Yeah. Now he's co hosting he this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> because the whole thing about Good to be here. Like, Good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, if you have a. Don't. Don't. You'll have a bad trip if you think I'm going to have a bad trip. I'm like, well, that's. I'm done already. But that's like, not. For, I, I see. I think that's not 100% true. I actually think, you know, it's. it's you can't even predict what's going to happen. I've had. I've, you know, I'm not. 
uh, endorsing it. Or I, I actually, but I am selling it. I did. So <laughs> click on the link below. The... Swipe up on my Instagram story. <laughs> Um, but no. <laughs> bottle of vegan ayahuasca. Yeah, no, but um, I have dairy done, free. Done, I, done, I did a lot of acid back in the day. I've done it in various forms as well. I've done it as a party drug. I've done it. That's in the a, worst. I in think. a very controlled environment of meditative. Sort we did of, mushrooms in here actually. Yeah, we've done yeah. mushrooms again and again. Incredible. That, but that's what I mean. You can never ever expect anything. That's why they're so dangerous for, especially for people who aren't mentally secure. Do you know what I mean? That's why I would yeah. never recommend them. You know, I think, I understand, I'm, there's a, I'm about to read a book, I listened to an amazing podcast with a Two guy who's years. written a book about how they're now starting to trial hallucinogens and stuff as treatments for depression and that. Yeah. But they, yeah. They, and again, they I, do the Iboga plant in England, it's legal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's brutal. But that's under controlled uh, circumstances, so I think that's actually a good thing, but mm. I, don't, I, I don't think, even though I've had experiences that have really helped me through them through things with those those we planned on doing yoga and stuff didn't we and we were just like yeah but you can never predict we took mushrooms and thought let's meditate i made a playlist and it was like we're going to meditate we're going to do yoga and we're just going to be on the mushrooms and then we ate these mushrooms and 20 minutes later we're fucking rolling around the floor crying laughing Literally, any plan went out the window because yeah. you can't predict. It was fun, no. though, man. So, like, with things I'm gonna like, hang out with Carl more, man. <laughs> no, my not, ribs were hurting not, so much. That was, that was like and then you'd, three then years you'd take ago. it to the next level yeah. of laughing. It no, was I've never. No, so much I've fun. I've not gone near any hallucinations in, since ayahuasca. That was the last time I did anything. Oh no, it was hang on. Was, oh, the mushrooms were. Were they before? Or after? I think they were after. Oh, that was the last time I did anything. Yeah, same here. Yeah, mm. and quite except for this morning. Oh, I'm tripping now. But but yeah, I did. I think they're so. I get out of my comfort zone and like sometimes some days I'm like so comfortable in all sorts of situations and then other days it's like it's stuff like social stuff man you know like I just I was at like a kind of an industry-ish party the other night and it's just like I I don't know man yeah I mean it's like so cliche to get uncomfortable there but it is like everything I was doing I was like conscious of how I was even conscious of trying to be relaxed and then you're like and then you like you just end up being rude. Do you ever do that where you try to be you try to relax yeah, and be yeah. so lethargic that you're like, yeah, yeah. hey, fuck that you. guy's <laughs> like, oh, like <laughs> easy tiger, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not nervous. <laughs> and also those things are weird. Like I've, I'm noticing if you're like in an industry thing, you're not really allowed to like say anything potentially negative Racist. about anybody's yeah which is a real constraint <laughs> for me man i don't like that real constraint it's weird though they really take it badly um i just remembered one when i was 17 16 or 17 i went to caesar's nightclub in streatham i don't think it's there i remember anymore. that that was a rough club man it was um 20 quid in free drinks i remember all night. a bottle come flying across the dance floor and just smack someone in the face next to me oh, i was gonna say the most it didn't uh, break my running man but I mean... was when i threw a bottle at someone's head <laughs> <laughs> Um, I remember once getting. I was yeah, I was underage, so I managed to get in, maybe sixteen, seven drunk. years old. Yeah, <laughs> and I was shit faced, and I lost my mates. Um, in well, the they club. all died. Yeah, <laughs> but then, I, <laughs> but then there was this guy who one of my mates sort of knew. They'd introduced me to in on the night, and he was a rugby player. He played for like Harlequins or something. So I found him and started. I was drinking with him, and then he went, "Let's get out of here." Went, we went back to his. We went and got in his car. And he gave me his phone. He had a mobile phone. So this would have been this was like early mobile phones, man. This would have been like ninety nine. And he goes, "I called this number," and it was like the last number he called. And I, I, I called it. I'm on. I'm literally in a rugby player's car, drunk, sixteen. And uh, and the person answered. 
And I went, yeah, they've answered. And he just went, tell them we're coming to their party now. What's the address? And I'm like, <laughs> I got the address. Just started driving towards a party. I, I literally felt like I'd been kidnapped. Wow. And uh, luckily, um, as we got near the party, he decided he actually didn't want to go. And he turned and just dropped me off somewhere. But I remember just being in this car thinking this night yeah. has escalated to somewhere I did not expect it to be. Dude, one of the most scary. embarrassing things I ever did in my life was like, I was like early 20s and I was in a punk band and it was like some, I was playing with some bigger punk band, at, which to, you know, to me it was, it was like some 80s punk band that was just still doing it. And I remember I wanted to hang out with them so badly afterward that these two new guys who were in the band who, you know, it was one of those punk things where like just the lead singer is Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I don't know why I did this. I was so drunk. I told them I could get cocaine and like, I don't even do cocaine. I've never done it. <laughs> Never once. To the point that I got all the way to the hotel room and was making fake phone calls. Oh, my God. And, and, and because I don't know how to... I, it's actually horrifying for me to even recount it now. But I remember I was being like, like... I would forget that I had told them this lie. So they'd be like, what's up with that cocaine? I'd be like, oh, right. And I'd be like, hey, Dino. I uh, called him Dino. I just thought that's what big dog name was. Like, hey, Dino. And then I hey, finally... Striper. Just to like, Just to like wrap it up, I went, oh, really? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, all right. And I was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they were like, I mean, I think they clocked it like three hours oh, before. Man. Dino. The phone rings as you're on it. <laughs> that's bad. That was fucking um, bad. Oh, thanks. I'm glad I shared that. <laughs> I thought I'd get some. Eh, we all do. <laughs> Carl's like, I've never yeah, done that's a fake phone call. Um, I was 21. Okay. Um, Liz Gold. It was James Bond Day yesterday. Who do you think should sing the theme tune for No Time to Die? Post Malone. I hear Ed Sheeran maybe doing it. Thoughts. Also, happy International Podcast Day. Um, he's pretty I... good. Old Ed Sheeran, isn't he? No, he's not. Do you not like don't him? Not, don't. Wait, who, what are we talking about? The new Bond theme. Who should sing it? Ariana Grande. Right, again, I Love Ariana. We've had this discussion. Who Julian has this, the music. Not taste. as a person, just a. Why is she not a nice person? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't I fancy her. Don't understand She's the about entire 16. franchise. His music taste is um, of that of a twelve-year-old girl's. My, really? da- my daughter has a capital on in my car all the time, so I'm into it. Oh now. well, there you go. Yeah, so you're listening to it. It's yeah. kind of feel-good fun. Yeah, yeah. There is something about that. Just whole. I get it. You know, when you see like girls go out and they listen to that kind of like fuck em, fuck yeah. everything. That's fun. Fuck it. It's a bit rude though, the little mixed tunes and that. They're a bit like Is not it? that great role models to young girls. Oh, not. Oh, I don't think so. think so. What are they singing about? Stripping. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I hear it. I, I don't get the whole James Bond franchise. I, really. I, I, mate, I don't understand it He's either. Not Tina fun... Turner, mate. Yeah, that's what I, I that mean, that's obviously about You think sure. so? Yeah, Absolutely. Or, or maybe a bit of Adele. She should sing every theme song. Adele, has Adele done one? Yeah, she did. She, she, did. she must have done one. Yeah, oh yeah, that was it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, some someone like that. Someone who sings big. Tunes. Someone who can sing well. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of James Bond. He's boring. I don't really get it. He's boring. But he's totally infallible, and he's like. But no, the new films have tried to sort of make him more like well, Daniel Craig has not, done the whole like. Actually, just quite the only way killed in one of them. Well, that's it. I genuinely just in the opening scene. That's what I mean. Uh, Jimmy McGee was talking about this because Jimmy is a Jimmy's read all the books. Jimmy's like a yeah. He's a posh bloke. Right. So Jimmy like that to him James models Bond himself is a on yes, Bond. Yeah. And, um, so he was saying Surrogate like, father. How that would be the best way to start it again. Would be because the whole apparently the whole 007 thing is just a that's a. Like a moniker, it's not James Bond. It was his Bond. telephone number, was it? Well, no, but it's like, you know, you if you were du- James Bond and 007, Thank you, man. and you got shot, 
somebody else could come and be 007. Oh, yeah, it's a, so ti- it's a job so title. title. It's a job title. He's basically, <laughs> he's Patrick Bateman. I mean, really, if you think about it. Yeah. He's the American psycho character. Yeah. So I think they should just do that. It's well Daniel... sexist, the old ones as well. Oh, mate. But the only Pro- reason the old point ones are good. It, he? he was just this travelling posh He'd be slapping spy. a woman trying to get information out of her. She's trying to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just slapping us. <laughs> See, they were different times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... I still do that. I mean, part of me sort of would uh, laugh at just how angry some people would get if they like Idris Elba got it. Some people, you know, there are some people who cannot handle yeah. the, the oh my concept God, the of a black people. bond. What yeah. about a female James Bond? Yeah, it is the milk people, uh, mate, huh? A female James Bond. But a child yeah. James Bond, that'd be nice. Yeah. But, but <laughs> I'm a Chinese kid. <laughs> <laughs> Just to really, you know, live it out. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they should totally just throw a spanner in the works, see what happens, just to liven it up. And just, yeah, and then just get people angry. The di- old pe- dickheads will them off, out. and then a new audience can come through who actually can enjoy it, and it can be better films, mm. not tied into this very strict character. I want to watch The Joker, that looks good. Yeah, it? I want to see that. It does look good. I'm into that. Bit of Joaquin, mate. Um, I love a bit of Joaquin. Phil Potter said he was hoping to see Julian at the Cheshire Comedy Club the I other wasn't, weekend, but I w- was ill. Oh, I wasn't ill, actually. Just I cancelled oh. cancelled it about a week before. For any good reason. Isn't that weird, man? You're, you're um, like I had that, another that point, like where I guess we're all there where it's like I don't think that people come to see me, so I don't think to like alert anyone. And then I will get like one person be yeah, like, yeah. Where the fuck were you, man? Yeah. I was in Windsor. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I sorry, there's no nothing has told me that I have anyone I'm beholden to. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming, but um, I will be back there though. Well yeah, Phil. A, uh, he asked him because well, I played there, he said what well, I think it's quality. It's yeah, a really yeah, nice gig. So um Salvatore back there. Mark Goodbody. Um should the Queen sack Boris Johnson? This is Brexit. Can she do Can that? She? Well apparently She probably doesn't have any if involvement. The, if he doesn't I think it's some some rule where if the Prime Minister doesn't adhere to the Law. advice of the House of Commons, if there's an overwhelming vote and they've got the majority vote, if the Prime Minister ignores it, the Queen can remove him from power. Why is he ignoring it then? If he know, he must well, know is, that. He's, like, like, he's sort of put himself in a position where he reckons he like, he's suggesting he could do that. He won't. He's not mental. He's just threatening. He's just a twat. You know what I mean? So wait, if he if he decides to disobey the order, yeah, an order from. So Parliament? basically, it looks like currently, if the if if he doesn't get a deal, then by law, Parliament will recommend that he asks for an extension of Article 50. And if there's a majority on that, he has to go with it. Totally, yeah. Prime Minister is led by Parliament. He doesn't lead Parliament. He's mm. not a lead, you know, he's just... Not a elect- dictator. No, no. So um, if the if, if it's if the deal he comes back with is voted down, by law he has to ask for an extension to Article 50. Be it but he might just say, screw it. But if he said no, then he's Fuck going it. against Parliament and that puts him yeah. in a position Fuck of... Fuck you, never, It's so weird. We've never been in that position before. Yeah. It's so weird how people... So many people, like in America and here, are just like totally into being ruled by a dictator. Totally, they're like, no, that guy should have all the power. Yeah. And also, the same people who would be interviewed on the news going, "I voted to leave Europe because I don't like being uh, ruled by uh, European bureaucrats." Yeah, it's like you're now you'd rather be ruled but you by want some him posh, to be able to just do whatever he wants. Some yeah. chubby blonde posh bloke who doesn't stick to the rules. <laughs> Just actually goes against the diplomat, like the democratic rule. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious watching people jump through sort of 
circles that they've created themselves. Yeah. You know, they, they, this is what they said they believed in. The moment some someone does something that actually goes against that, but they sort of agree with that, they'll just pretend they didn't do the first thing. I don't think she would. I don't think the Queen will. I, I think that would also put the Queen in a position where she's never been in before, where she's had to remove someone from power. I don't think she'd want to get involved in the day-to-day running of Parliament. She probably don't know what's going on. This is 94 or something, isn't, isn't it? it, man? Fucking hell, man. What's she going to do? Imagine sacking someone when you're 94. That's mental. Imagine mm. getting sacked by a 94-year-old. I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah, fuck this off. one's got dementia, I reckon. <laughs> it's better than being sacked by someone younger than you. Um, in fact, there's also a tipping point, isn't there? Getting sacked by a 65-year-old CEO of a company, I understand. Yeah, but a who's to say he mentioned She's not illegally allowed to drive, is she? If, if he, but, but I've, if he disobeys all of Parliament, is he suddenly then a 94-year-old woman tells him off? And he goes, okay. Well, yeah. I think he'd probably be like... Fuck you. Like, if he said no, that, that's the only thing that's sort of going, you know, that one thing all these people that are like pro-Brexit, the, old, yeah. the older generations, they would also, I imagine, be quite pro-royal. Mm-hmm. So if he told the Queen to fuck off, I reckon that would be the final nail like, in his coffin. Um, Greg Round says, Russell killed it at the world record comedy gig last year in Banbury. Oh, thank you. That's all he says. He doesn't ask the question. He just yeah, says people, that. Uh, that. That's nice, man. I didn't. I, I just did like, uh, remember the Banbury world record? Did you guys do that? No. Oh, they they you, broke the world <clears> record for the longest. I did one in Portsmouth a few years ago. The longest continuous comedy show. How long it, did it go on for? 96 hours or something. Oh, my God. What did you do? 90. I did. A tight 90. I, I did the longest. I did like <laughs> Can you give me a light at 90? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I ran. Push my stopwatch. <laughs> oh, guys, I forgot to say it. <laughs> um, Just got to pad it out. I'd have to pad out. No, 20. it was a trip because I did like over three hours. Oh like, my god! I, I, I just, at two up. in the morning to like five thirty in the morning. It was so graveyard cool. shift, man. It was so cool though because like I don't know if you've ever been on stage that long, but like by the third... I've never been in any job that long. <laughs> Julian starts getting altitude sickness at 17 yeah. minutes. <laughs> 18, mate. The stage is empty. It was like by the third hour, though. My yeah. Edinburgh show was about 24 yeah. minutes. He's, he's got a world record for the shortest <laughs> Edinburgh show ever. <laughs> shortest show listed as a Guinness hour. at the back marking to see if it's correct. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah. What, so what it just no it's just like by like the third hour dude it was just like hours. mystic it was like you're just completely was there a lot of uh, pauses and just chilling out and sitting down or you were just chatting you to them did you have yeah. to be constantly talking you you must yeah I was constantly talking but then by like the by like the second or third hour like I said, you just kind of relaxed and it was like communal yeah like we were all talking I think at one point we were talking about dreams and like <laughs> I mean it got like to another level, it was uh, for me anyway. It was really fun. It was like we were having like a, like a philosophical discussion, sleepover, isn't it? Comedy sleepover. Yeah, but also like trying to. It was still like trying. You to know, you're on stage trying to make jokes and so Yeah, it wasn't like I'm technically on stage. This counts, but that's cool. But it was also cool just to get to five thirty in the morning and you get off stage. You're like, oh, good morning. Yeah. You get a coffee. It's fun. Got to shoot off. Got another <laughs> <laughs> yeah. double in the shop. <laughs> doing a hundred hours in uh, Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, Matty, Matty Richardson I went along and visited Bletchley Park wow an amazing place also I left my job <laughs> surely he's got them order around the wrong way well done on leaving your my job my question man. is if you guys uh, doing the jobs you're doing, oh, if we weren't doing the jobs we're doing now what do you think you would be doing 
that's always a classic sort of like Ooh. you know when you're doing the run up to Edinburgh. I just like, looked at a, a comedian. I just saw a tree yeah. surgeon and I thought that'd I, be nice. I've got a friend who's a tree surgeon, an old school friend, and I've always thought that'd be quite a cool job. That'd be great. Yeah. Also, um, Benny's brother is a tree surgeon. Sounds good as well, doesn't it? Really, you're just cutting trees. Yeah. You? <laughs> you're not operating definitely. on them. Yeah. There's no keyhole surgery. That's, that's, yeah, that is definitely. Um, that surgeon just feels like a bit. But they have to be skilled. They have to know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah, but that's the same with anyone who's no. I used to like, I used to like climbing to trees. That would be good. That's all you really need, isn't it? That's all yeah. I want to do, man. I don't even entertain that thought. What of what if you might do? Do you ever think? Did you never ever? I because I'm not somebody who ever worries about the future. I tend yeah. to be quite good at living yeah, me presently. Too. But um, but now and again, just as a out of curiosity, I think I wonder what I would do. If it just ended, if comedy ended in in five years, it's five years or whatever, ten years, three years. If I suddenly just came off stage one day and was like, I, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. Well, I learned from those bitter, like uh, you, you go on those trips with those few bitter guys. Yeah. And some of them, I would realize, saved a bit of money in the 90s yeah. and bought a house or something. And I actually learned a lot from that. So in this moment, I don't worry about the future, but I just, I just make sure that I'm saving enough, yeah. which is a very practical thing that I never would have done before comedy, so that if that does happen, yeah. eh, you know, you'd be all right. I've got a plan B, for sure. Yeah. I've, I've sort of, I've started, yeah. I have Buy a house little, in Prague or something. Or like somewhere. Some really, Eastern, yeah. yeah, totally. Like I, Thailand. India. I go to India. Yeah. Get a couple of beach huts. Start renting the others out. Become be a that, masseuse. Be that hippie. <laughs> you can't even do it, mate. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm a masseuse. I'll just try, innit? <laughs> Come out, rub your back. Yeah, I'm a back surgeon. I would do a form of that if I wasn't a comedian. Yeah, I would like, I would like try to save up as much as I could in some. Like I remember, I like so this, worked with this guy like a long time ago. He like he would do six months of work and then live in Spain for six months or live in Thailand for six months. That was his whole life. Yeah, I'd six like months, to psychotherapy. Months something I looked into years ago. But always you, been interested. You in have that. to get a, to get a degree. Yep. Um, you have to. You have to start. You can yeah. be a counselor. I think you can go into. Counsel- it takes about six years. Yeah, yeah. Do about twenty-seven. If you want a psychotherapist, if you, if you want to be a full-on oh, therapist, yeah, yeah. though, I think you have to have a psychology degree. Yeah, I was going to. I'd get one of them, mate. <laughs> I get on eBay. <laughs> yeah, come now, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought that was that is one that does cross my mind, but then I'd get. I'd probably. You know, I mean, chances are I'll be up a mountain in a monastery. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. my, that's my, you know. Obviously, explaining that to be Hannah's, to Hannah is going to be tough, isn't it? Yeah. Just, I'd just be a drug dealer, man. Yeah, it's easy, man. Could do that. Yeah, he can give you calls, Dino. Yeah, let me get Dino on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's wrap it up. We've done over an hour, mate. Flew by today. It was, it was enjoyable, man. Thank what you. Was really fun. What man, you got I, going on today? Just in general. In general, uh, I don't know. I never know what to say to that. Yeah, I got stuff, but next gigs. Where are you next? Okay, gigs? yeah. Where am I next? Um, I don't know. I, um, you Google it. I'll be. I'll be in London. I'll be at the Top Secret Comedy Club. Top uh, doing a lot coming up there. Oh, I did. I I did the. Um, That's a great three, club. Isn't three it? weekends in a row. Not the full weekends, but I did at least. One show, three weekends yeah. in a row in September, to the point where by the third weekend I was like, "This is weird." It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, it, I love it. Like, I never do a run oh, there, like yeah, Thursday, great. Friday, and Saturday. It's always oh, like... I do. So I did that on the first weekend. Second weekend, I did the early shows Friday, Saturday, and then I was there on Friday when I, I then saw you in Windsor. Yeah, they they they're doing whole weekends now. That's great. So yeah, let's do this properly. Yes, I'll be at the Top Secret Comedy Club. Go on their website. All my dates are on there. 
I do a podcast called Off the Grid, which is going to come back oh, cool. for a season two. Let's get on that. We should get you guys on it. I think I've asked both of you to do it. Yeah. You guys should come down and do it. And uh, I hosted a game show for Yahoo. That's going to be on, uh, I think that's going to be on Yahoo. Is that when you're in the street, that one? No, but that was that. That came out in America, but I've actually done another one. It's a game show that's going to come out on in this country on the Yahoo website. Okay, cool. So you can get on that. Check that out. There Wait, this week. I am in uh, East Grinstead Thursday, Colchester Friday, and Leicester and Nottingham Saturday, Saturday mate. lovely. I'm in Manchester and from bed Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Where? Manchester. Ah. I've got um I've got a gig on Wednesday which is a mental health gig um called oh it's a really it's a cool gig actually I just need to kill time until I find it it's cool barking tales um that is at the zombie shack on Wednesday 2nd of October Thursday comedy store Manchester and Wilmslow Friday comedy store Manchester and another gig in Grappen Hall. Nice. Saturday, Comedy Store. Is that Store. Rob Riley? No, someone else. Saturday, Comedy Store, Manchester. And another gig in Warrington. Can I add one more plug? I'm getting, this is nice now. I'm getting uh, I'm used to the plug thing. I don't like. <laughs> plug, plug. One plug, last thing. Plug, plug. I don't know how many people listen to this. I imagine it's substantial. If you could subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. I'm trying to get, if you get over 10,000 subscribers, you can use their studios. Really? It used to be 5,000. Crossed it. Walked in, all, you know, full oh, of piss and vinegar, what? and they went, wow, we've just moved the goal line. So oh, I was like, all right. What you do? Use those studios. Imagine the fun we could have in there. And That'd you just put videos great. of your stand-up on it? Videos of my stand-up, yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. That's I cool. try to cut little clips and everything. And nice. I will subscribe. That's what you got to do, do, man. It. Says the guy who just railed against. <laughs> hey, hey, it's just, I'm, just playing the game. Trying. I hope you're happy, comedy <laughs> industry. Thanks for coming. Uh, I'm going to set up a YouTube channel. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to start putting making a cooking. Show. I'm going to start doing cooking videos. It's a good idea. Yeah, man. do it. So I'm very, People I'm very need good, to very see these cook. digs. Very oh, good. quick uh, recommendation: food. Something I made last night. Um, I made a risotto, but instead of using risotto rice, I did pearl barley, and I cooked oh, it down with stock. I do that sometimes. And mushrooms and leeks, uh, and yeah, Beef. bits of other things, and it was great. Never used pearl barley instead of risotto rice before. Never heard of pearl barley. There we go. Little tip is. for you. A little there's, cooking tip. My... Coming up soon on my uh, Carl Cook's uh, YouTube channel. Do you want one of these vegan sweets? I already had one, but uh, yeah. Let's wrap this up. Sorry. <laughs> um, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Thanks this, for coming, uh, This was great. I Everything I wanted it to be. See you next time. Later, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.